Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 125 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm so excited for you to listen to my coaching conversation with Erin today. So last week on the podcast, you might remember that I had my friend Kent from ohactually.com. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you check out her stuff. It's awesome. And we obviously talked about all things sex and pleasure. And in this episode, I'm helping my client Aaron put it into the real world, into real life action. So these two episodes go perfectly hand in hand. I didn't mean for them to be like a part one or a part two. It just so happened that I invited my friend Kit onto the show. And then Aaron signed up for a free coaching call with me for my podcast. And this was the topic she wanted to talk about. And so I just decided to put the episodes together because they really do go so nicely together. And I also think that this is just something that I haven't really talked too much about on my podcast. And I really want to, it's been coming up a lot more with my one-on-one sessions with my clients. And it's just, I mean, sex is a really big part of a relationship and it can really mirror a lot of things in a relationship, like who has the power, who's giving away power, all of those types of things. And I think that when you know, it's not a competition who has the more power, but when both people can really feel empowered and sovereign in their own place in the relationship, then I think that's really where healthy, dynamic, wonderful relationships can flourish and grow. And when it's more of like a power struggle, or one person just always has the power and the other person doesn't, that would be like a narcissistic people pleaser cycle type of relationship, then it's also going to show up in the bedroom. And so 
the bedroom can be a great way to practice some dynamics from the relationship, you know, in the bedroom, but then also it can carry out into other parts of your life and either parts of your life outside of relationships. So again, I'm really excited to bring on my client, Erin. Erin and I worked together probably about a year ago or so is when our work together concluded. And now she's in the Love Action Tribe. So it's really fun to continue to see her grow and to learn. And and because we worked really intensely one one together, it's really awesome that now that she's in the tribe, it's more of like a maintenance thing. And so she's just getting to take advantage of all the challenges and of course the resources and the groups and access to me so that, you know, she doesn't totally revert and she still has resources to continue moving forward without even the intensity that is um, usually involved in working one-on-one, at least with me. I can't speak for what it's like with other coaches, but for me, it's certainly definitely an investment of of time and energy for for sure. So as you're listening to my conversation with Aaron, I want you to consider some of these questions. Did you grow up in a conservative home, especially conservative around sex? Were you taught abstinence only education? And how connected are you with your body? And are you making someone else's choice your choice? And then do you feel guilty if you go against that choice? So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my coaching conversation with Aaron, and let's get right to it. Welcome to the show, Aaron. How can I help you? What's your question? Hi, Veronica. My question is, should, okay, what if I don't have physical attraction to my significant other that I'm dating? Okay. Okay. And how long have you been dating the significant other? two and a half months. Okay. Okay. And have you ever had physical attraction to this person? Um, yes and no. Okay. Like in some ways, in some ways not. Okay. Tell me about that. Like, I guess we have, he's a lot of fun to be around. He has got a big personality and he's, Mm -hmm. I guess I'm attracted to the way he treats me or like um, will be there. He's a good communicator and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that those aren't the, that's not physical attraction. Right. He's so. like checking off the boxes. Yes. Okay. How do you feel about him emotionally? Um, I think, Okay. Emotionally, as in what like, does okay mean? <laughs> okay, emotionally, as in, um, like feelings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I know you're not probably you're probably not gonna say I'm in love with him because it's only been you know a couple of months. So I get that it's not gonna be quite there. But right. um, when you think about him, are you excited? Is there, you know, you're still in the early stage, so there might still be mm-hmm. lust um, in yeah. the, in your relationship with him. Um, you know, just, does your heart go like pitter patter before you're going to see him? Um, do you kind of like have that anticipation build up? Um, I don't, not as much as I would hope. Okay. Okay. And maybe the physical attraction is kind of keeping me from the pitter patter or like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the anticipation of seeing him, like the okay. excitement. 
Okay. Okay. Um, can I ask you some more questions about the physical attraction part? Yes. Okay. Okay. So there's a couple things that I want to ask. Um, the first thing is when you, um, when you do get intimate with him, do you then, you know, do you enjoy it? Do you feel attracted to him then? Or is it still all like, Oh, at first it was like, Oh, okay. but it's gotten better. Okay. 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 And then this physical attraction thing, um, has this come up in other relationships? Yes. Okay. Tell me about that. I feel like in other, yes, it has come up in other relationships as in like, I'm not, I'm always, okay. I guess the guy I start dating, I'm like, Oh, and then I start looking outside the relationship like, Oh, he's cute or he's cuter or he's cuter instead of just okay. what I have and, or not what I have. He's not like mine, but right. Okay. 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 So I, I, this is the direction of where we're going to go now because this isn't just about him. No. Whether or not this is the right person for you or whatever is just, it just says it's, it's a moot point right now. So, um, okay. There's, there's, okay. A few things here and I'm just, I'm just gathering my thoughts of which questions I want to know first from you. Um, but the first question is tell me a little bit about this physical attraction thing, um, and sex what was talked about growing up? What was not talked about growing up? When did you first learn about sex? Like, tell me a little bit about like, yeah, like how you came to know about what sex was and is and um, how it's evolved as you've gotten older. Okay. Well, growing up, we lived in a small town. Okay. So. Also, yeah. we could pretend like we know each other. So for everyone listening, I coached Aaron. For, <laughs> so yeah, I, I know a little bit about your, your background, um, but I think it is helpful just to bring it all back up. But I know you grew up in a small town. <laughs> I just to say that. Very, you know, church oriented. Right. Uh-huh. So it seemed like um, everybody in my senior year, not everybody. Okay. There was about 10 to 15 girls who got pregnant my senior year. But before that, it was like, we would have people or men or rallies at the high school and stuff about sex. You should wait to get married to have sex or mm-hmm. um, kind of like, and if you didn't wait, then I don't know. You just were at bad, bad, mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. the bad girl, or you were looked down on like you're a whore, but it was mm-hmm. okay. I felt like there was a double standard. Like the guys. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, that's that's rampant outside of even just outside yeah, yeah. Of the church community. So, um, that, but then it also flowed into like the church we went, well, the school to like just waiting to have, you should wait or at least use protection or, you know. Okay, that. so were you mostly t- taught abstinence or were you also taught how to use condoms, birth control, all that kind of stuff? I would go with straight abstinence. Okay, abstinence. Okay. Okay, so you were taught abstinence, but what did you actually make that mean? What was then your belief about sex? Maybe that sex was like bad before marriage. Like you just shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, and how old were you? You know, I know that like you were probably taught this more formally, perhaps in high school, but this is probably a message that you heard a lot longer before high school. Is that correct? 
Probably, yeah. Even if just kind of like things in passing or things your parents mm-hmm. said about sex or the things that weren't said about sex, right? Yes. Okay, so then is it surprising then that you're basically taught sex is bad, whether or not that was the intention or what was actually taught, that was the belief that you took away from it. Mm -hmm. Wow, sex is bad. And since you developed that belief, other than this call, um, because I don't actually think we talked about this this stuff very much when we were working together. We were were focusing on other other things that are coming up. Um, So other than this call, have you ever participate or done any kind of sexual healing work or healings with the body? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. So then is it surprising really that you wouldn't be very physically attracted to your boyfriends? I guess so. Right. Right. So as with most issues that come up in relationships, this has nothing to do with him or the other person. This is all of your healing and your work to do on the inside. Okay. So I'm going to put a pin in this for a second because we're going to come back to this. Um, But before, um, well, we're going to come back. Um, So what I want to ask you now is what's your relationship like with your body? With my body? Mm -hmm. Um, It's okay. I mean, like, how do you describe? Okay. (laughs) Like, do you feel really connected with inner body with your body? Like when you feel like, you know, for example, like I can detect when I'm about to get a cold or when something didn't sit well with me from like miles away, right? Like some people literally need to have snot dribbling out of their nose or like puking up, say, oh, that didn't sit well with me or I'm getting a cold, right? So, you know, in terms of the intuitiveness and comfort in your body, um, in terms of how you feel confident in your body with you know, in terms of like, like body image, what's, you know, in in this realm and then other things that might come up for you, what's your relationship like with your body? I would say I have, I mean, I listen to, it's gotten a lot better than Mm -hmm. in the past since I've been old, gotten older and done yoga and that has helped a lot. So, but I mean, I'm sure I could use. Well, when you say it's gotten better, where did it start? Like, where were you? Well, I mean, I guess I've always well, not struggled, but always struggled to look a certain way. I don't know if that's fair to say, but um, always felt to be healthy and would be more so. And just so felt like a really strong need just to, to be really healthy. Did you feel like you had to look a certain way, like stay at a certain weight or dress a certain way? Maybe subconsciously mm-hmm. a certain way, but um, yeah, maybe so. Okay. Um, Would it be fair to say there's a little bit of disconnects between you and your body? Yeah. Okay. But yoga's helped, which is awesome. Yes. It, yoga has helped. Perfect. What kind of yoga do you do? Just um, different kind, mostly just vinyasa. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's what we're working with here. You were taught this thing when you were younger that sex is bad, and you're you're kind of disconnected from your body. 
and you've struggled with some body image issues or some relationship issues with your body in the past. And um, that may or may not be affecting what's going on here today. But I do think that um, I do think that sex and intimacy also have a direct connection with our bodies, right? Like if we don't feel like if you say intimacy slow, it's into me, I see, right? And so if you have trouble feeling comfortable in your body or feeling confident in your body, then it's going to be really hard to let someone else see it too. Or, and to feel just completely comfortable, open and vulnerable with someone when you're in a state that's really, really vulnerable, you know? Yeah. Perhaps. So let's go back to this whole, the, the, um, well, where this is all leading is this is leading to this idea of pleasure. So tell me a little bit about how you have pleasure in your life. What do you do for pleasure? Go. I do yoga. I like to be in nature, go hiking, mm -hmm. travel when I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and what about more of like, um, more specifically is like sensual pleasure. And I don't mean sensual as in sexual. I mean, sensual as in like really letting the senses take the lead to really enjoy something. So whether it's like just really savoring a piece of chocolate cake or, you know, think of like, you know, your, your senses, right. Or so for touch, it could even just be like a self massage, or it can even just be like stroking the inside part of your forearm, which can you know feel really good and allowing yourself to just feel this pleasure. Or it could be like listening to something, like a really beautiful piece of music, or, you know, maybe you get a little bit of it with being in nature and using your eyes and like your sight sense um, to really enjoy that kind of pleasure. But how often do you just really allow yourself to just feel and feel really good in your body? Probably not very often. Yeah. And that's really what sex is all about. Mm -hmm. and, and, and really just any kind of physical intimacy. And so part of this work, Erin, is going to be you just beginning to feel really good in your body and having some sort of practice around this. So there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do. One thing I often give to my clients is um, doing some sort of like a static dance or pole dancing class. And it sounds kind of silly. Um, some people are like, oh, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. <laughs> but, and you might be one of them. I'm not, I'm not sure I can't get a read. <laughs> no, I would try it. It sounds Yeah. And, and you know, it's not like, you know, nothing, one, no one thing is a silver, is a silver bullet. Cause I do think there's some sexual healing to do, which we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, um, but I think a big part of this is going to be you allowing yourself to really feel pleasure. And so again, think of the senses. So I think physical, like, like the sense of touch, I think you can, um, you can do a lot of that in, um, in yoga. I like a static dance and pole dancing because it adds a little bit of that sexual chemistry to it. And so that really helps you to combine the two, um, and helping you to feel more comfortable within yourself. Um, which will then in turn help you to feel more comfortable with someone else. Um, and I have a podcast. I'll put a link to this in the, sh in the show notes. Um, 
Uh, I'm just writing a note for that so I don't forget. Um, but also using things like um, like a yoni egg or even doing some self-pleasure so that you can just begin to feel comfortable and safe doing this for yourself. Okay. And, okay. and the podcast will, will help you to get some specific, specific ideas and some resources about all the in the show notes. So everyone listening can, can um, grab that. And the other piece of this, other than just having, allowing pleasure to be more into your life is doing some healing around your beliefs around sex. Okay. Because I think as an adult, present day self, current day self, Aaron knows that sex isn't bad. Is that true? Yes. Or physical intimacy isn't bad. Do you believe right. that? Mm-hmm. Are you there intellectually? Yes. Okay. Okay. But there's also a part of you that feels a little bit of guilt. Yeah. And feels like it's kind of bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And what would you tell what would you tell that part of you? What would you want her to know? That it's okay to feel pleasure and let's, you know, have someone else or you know, if you like them to show them mm-hmm. that it's okay to be intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, that it's a choice. Yeah. Like it's not bad to be abstinent. If that's what you or anyone listening wants, that's not bad. No. It's also not bad to want to go out and have a lot of sex. No. It's just a choice. True. Yeah. So what comes up for you? Um, yes, that I need to probably connect with my body and start to feel a pleasure for myself. Mm-hmm. And telling myself that it's okay. And then yeah, choosing to have sex is okay or choosing not to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is okay. Either one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing I want you to do is to begin to look for some some resources around this. You know, there's lots of blogs and podcasts about um, empowered sex and sexual healing. Um, by the time this records, or not records, by the time this goes live, the episode from last week is with my um, good friend Kit Maloney, and she runs a company called Oh Actually. So definitely check out her stuff because she's got a lot of resources. And of course that podcast episode too that's coming out. It's not even out yet. It's kind of like a weird time warp right now. <laughs> but the episode from from last week um, will help you to, or just give you some resources and some ideas and some things you can start doing. Um, and her website is an amazing, amazing resource to really begin to connect with that part of you um, and to connect with um, your pleasure and your body so that you feel more comfortable. Because the whole thing, the whole point of this conversation is that you've got to feel more comfortable. And look, like this guy may or may not be the right guy for you. Like, I don't know, 
right? We haven't even really talked about him. And that's, and that guy's almost irrelevant because it's, it, it doesn't matter who you'd be dating at this point because the same stuff would just be coming up. Yeah. Right. Cause it's come up before it's a pattern. Yeah. And when there's a pattern that always tells you that there's something else going on, it's not just the situation at hand. What did, what did you learn? What are you learning? I'm learning that. Yes, I guess. Yes. Sex is a, to have sex is a choice or to not have sex is a choice. And that sounds really funny, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to sex or not to sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just to start healing myself around my sex beliefs and so I'll curious and interested to see what happens or what comes up yeah. with the classes and different things I find yeah so again just to reiterate the practical things that I want you to do are to look for um, some sort of like ecstatic dance or pole dancing class ecstatic dance I don't know if they have that in Dallas but in I know they have pole dancing in Dallas. So you'll definitely be okay. able to find some stuff there. I mean, in a pinch, Zumba is great because it still has that Latin flavor, which, you know, gets you moving your hips, which is what I mm -hmm. want you to do. Um, and I, so I think that will be um, super, super helpful. And the, um, and then, you know, checking out some of the resources from my conversation with, with Kit. Um, and then, um, and then the other thing, and this is where I want to to wrap this up. And actually, I, I can't take this I, or steal this idea. This actually was something that came from Kit. So Kit and, and I are actually friends from Denver, and she was on my podcast last week. And one time we were walking our dogs, and we were talking about how sex is taught. And, you know, imagine, like, if you are learning, trying, if you're learning to play soccer, and soccer and the way they are teaching you do well if you do this then this can happen if you do this this bad thing can happen if you do this this bad thing can happen and so you're not actually ever taught how to do it or also how to find pleasure and so because sex is like well if you don't do without a condom or if you do this or you do that then or you make a patient or this so it's just like there's all this and, and it might be in good you know for it might have a higher a higher good than that it is sex education is important. You know, people do need to learn about infections that can be passed sexually. And then of course, like the emotional toll of what could happen and in certain sexual situations and all that kind of stuff. But we also have to learn how to have pleasure with sex. And so I can, I can, I can tell you feel a little awkward about sex right now and talking about it. Yeah. 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 That's okay. That's okay. So close your eyes for me for a second. This is the last okay. thing you'll do. And tell me on a scale of one to 10, how awkward do you feel about talking about sex right now? Knowing that it's recorded for all to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about a like six or a seven. Oh, that's not as high as I thought it'd be. That's good. That's good. Okay. So, all right. Keep your eyes closed and imagine there is a dial and the dial goes from one to 10. And so you're at about a six. So put the dial to six. That's where you said you were, six or seven. So maybe six and a half, whatever feels, feels most present. 
And then what I want you to do is I want you to turn that dial up to a 10. So actually make yourself feel really freaking awkward about it. Just let all of the awkward feelings just come. <laughs> really <laughs> rest in that awkwardness. Just get all awkward up in here. <laughs> okay. Feel that, feel that. Mm -hmm. Good. And now dial it back down to a six, back where it was when we started this. And then down to a three. And then down to a one. And then when you're ready, open your eyes. So did you get it down to a one? I don't know if I got down to a one. Okay, what do you think you got down to? Maybe a three. Okay, perfect. So the thing about awkwardness is that a lot of it's just a choice. It's just a choice of how we choose to feel. Because remember, like, as humans, we're story-making machines. We, get, we decide how we feel about things, right? Like, something happens to us, and we make a choice, or we make a story about it. We make it mean something. And so that's all you're doing with sex, right? Like, you were taught something about sex. You grew up in the church that had, um, you know, fairly traditional views around sex. And that's fine. But even as an adult, not being necessarily in that world anymore, at least not as um, sheltered in that world anymore, um, you're still feeling these old, old beliefs, old stories. But those are all just thoughts. Yeah. And you know from our work together that you can change your thoughts. Change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever, you know, I do work with clients with four areas, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? So the physical is going to be really connecting with your body. It's going to be the um, ecstatic dance. It's going to be the yoga. It's going to be just allowing yourself to feel pleasure, like really eating that chocolate cake and just like savoring it and like looking at it, smelling it, tasting it, just letting it slowly like melt down your throat, like really just getting into it. So that's all the physical, which is big because sex is very much a physical thing, right? And there's going to be the mental, how you decide you're going to feel about it. Are you going to let it be awkward? And then the emotional and spiritual in this case, I think are pretty wrapped up um, into one. Well, I guess you could say like the spiritual is more of like talking to your inner child or the part of you that believes X, Y, Z. Um, so maybe writing letters Like we've done a lot of this work together, writing letters to that part of you. Um, talking to that part of you. Why is she there? She's just keeping you safe. She's not doing this because she hates you and she wants you to have sexless relationships, right? Yeah. She's doing this because it's what she was taught. So she thinks she doesn't want to quote unquote break the rules yeah, or make someone upset or do something bad. Um. And so that part of you um, needs some love and attention from you know, based from your present day self, your current day self that can, I don't want to say like set her straight, but like kind of like that idea, like just say, Hey, you know what? I know this is what you were taught when you were, when you were younger. And that's cool. Like that is one belief system, but it doesn't have to be your belief system. So it's not about making the people that taught you these things wrong. Yeah. That's not going to help. Not going to help anybody. 
Yeah. Change your mind, my mindset. Yeah. Well, that's just one piece. Remember, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. But you got this. You're in the tribe, so you can get support as you start working through this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You feel good? Mm-hmm. Like you have some stuff to work on? Yes, I have plenty to work on. <laughs> okay. Did this conversation go a different way or the way you thought it was going to go? It went pretty much the way I thought it okay. would go. Perfect. Perfect. That yeah. went. It was helpful. Good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Erin, for being so brave and vulnerable and asking this question. I know even in a private coaching call that's not going to be broadcast for the world to hear, it can feel really vulnerable and scary to ask this question and talk about this topic, even just on a private call. And to ask this question in a call that you know is going to be broadcast for the world to hear, I'm so appreciative and I really admire your courage and your vulnerability. And I know there are so many women out there who are listening to this podcast episode who appreciate it too, because... I bet a lot of women saw themselves in you and probably have had a similar question, maybe are in a relationship where they are asking themselves this question and wonder if it's just them or if they're the wrong person. And hopefully this gave them some more tools and viewpoints to look at this from. Now with Erin and this question, there are a million roads I could have taken her down. But because I know a bit about Erin and a bit about her background, I had a feeling she had a pretty conservative upbringing around sex. So I had a strong feeling that she, this is probably why she was having a hard time connecting. But before I drew any conclusions or made any assumptions, the first question I asked, or one of the first questions I asked was, well, is it just with this guy that you don't feel any physical attraction? Or is this a pattern that's being repeated over and over again? And so this is something that I want you to ask yourself too. First, is it just this guy? Or is it a pattern that's been repeating over and over again? Because if it's just the guy, then I would have coached Aaron on, okay, well, what's keeping you in this relationship? What do you like about the relationship? And it would have been more of an answer and a coaching conversation specifically around the relationship. But you notice that as soon as she asked the question, we didn't really talk about the relationship at all for the rest of the conversation, because frankly, it was kind of irrelevant. Whether or not they stayed together, whether or not he's the right person for her, whether or not she ever develops physical attraction for him is kind of a moot point because this has nothing to do with him. This is something that's been going on for a lot longer than he's been in the picture. And so you've got to ask yourself the same question as well. Is this something that's going on with just him? And I really need to be honest with myself with being in this relationship that I'm in. Is this the right person? Is it? Just, are we just better friends rather than lovers? Or is this a pattern that's been repeating and have constantly had issues or, you know, have you constantly had issues with feeling attracted to someone and really allowing yourself to feel physical, sexual pleasure with somebody else? 
Now, with Aaron and the conservative upbringing, that's definitely a big part of this. And there are some other things that could have been a part of Aaron's past um, past or experiences or that could be a past part of your past and experiences. So I just want to touch on a few of those things so you kind of have an idea of what else could be going on in case you didn't have a fairly conservative upbringing and that doesn't really relate to you. So I think it goes without saying that if you've experienced any type of sexual trauma or even just physical trauma like have been abused and it wasn't even sexual abuse that can be a really uh, big indicator as to whether or not if you're able to sexually and physically uh, connect with another person even if you've gone to therapy in the past a lot of times you might have been able to process the the trauma emotionally and mentally but there's a part of you physically where your body's like, nope, this does not feel good. Or when people touch me, that doesn't feel good. Or, you know, so it's almost like your body is remembering the pain and the trauma. And so I think that actually doing some sort of somatic type of therapy, somatic is like, um, like in the body, basically, therapy could be really helpful. So if you've had any kind of trauma, sexual trauma, sexual abuse, Um, physical abuse that wasn't necessarily sexual and related, uh, your body can still be shut down and not trust when there are other bodies nearby. And so reaching out to a somatic therapist, I think could be really helpful. There's a lot of like somatic yoga therapies out there. Just Google your area and see if there's something for you. There might even be something online. If I get some resources um, for some online resources, I will definitely include those in the show notes. So I'll see what I can find and and let you let you know. And another really big piece that people don't think about when it comes to uh, pleasure and sex with another person is also, well, what is your own relationship like with your body? What's your body image like? What's you, Do you have body dysmorph- dysmorphia or do you have a really difficult relationship with food, whether it's around emotional eating or binge eating or... Um, feeling like you're have to diet all the time and you're constantly counting calories or starving yourself or not allowing yourself to eat quote unquote good food or maybe you don't like the food that you're eating because you're only trying to eat healthy and like you really just want like a big piece of chocolate cake and you're just eating nasty salads all the time if that's your world then there's a really good chance that you're actually going to have a lot of issues with feeling pleasure and really connecting with someone physically and sexually and it seems like two totally different areas of your life, but the common denominator is your body and the experience of pleasure, right? So because at the root of body image and constant dieting and having an unhealthy relationship with food, a lot of that root is actually pleasure. You're not allowing yourself to feel pleasure because if you quote unquote feel pleasure by eating like chocolate cake, then you'll get fat and then, or it's, it's a way of numbing out if you are going to eat the chocolate cake or the Ben and Jerry's, right? And so in that world, like, you know, there's like this whole phrase of like guilty pleasure, like, well, why can't something just be pleasurable without it feeling guilty? Like, yes, eat healthy, nourish your body. But if you want a piece of chocolate cake, just eat a freaking piece of chocolate cake, right? And like, I get I'm, it's a lot easier said than done. But that's a lot of the the way of thinking and the cycle of thinking within the food and body world. And then you come to to sex and you come to pleasure. Well, 
you haven't ever allowed yourself to really feel pleasure and allow it to feel good. And I don't even mean sexual pleasure. I just mean like sensual pleasure, like the senses, like allowing yourself to really eat a piece of chocolate cake and just freaking enjoy it with no guilt and using, making it like a full sensory experience, like seeing the chocolate cake, smelling the chocolate cake, letting it, like, what does it feel like in your mouth and then tasting it, right? Like you're using so many of the senses or you could be using so many of the senses what I mean, to eat this cake. But if you don't really have that kind of relationship with with food, and now I get that you're not going to have like that kind of experience every time you, you eat food. But if you don't have that experience at all with food, well, what's to say that you're going to have that same type of experience or allow yourself to have that same type of experience or experience of pleasure with sex? And a lot of times we think, well, sex is just a way that, you know, maybe I'll just, you know, you, you numb out, right? The same way that we numb out with, with food. Or we use sex to try to get closer with someone, to make it quote unquote official or to connect with someone. And yes, you can, I mean, you're physically, yes, you are close, really close to someone when you're, when you're having sex. Uh, but emotional connection and sex, you know, thinking of a Venn diagram, yes, like there's definitely some overlap, but it's not necessarily right. Like it's not like synonymous. And I think a lot of times, and I speak for myself, like I've wanted to have sex or I've had sex with people because I was like, well, maybe we'll just have really good sex and then they'll want me or they'll want to be with me, but it's just, or we'll connect on a way that I want to connect. And it just doesn't work like that. And so by allowing yourself to really feel the pleasure with in yourself and feel the pleasure with someone else, that is what really brings out that emotional connection. But it's really hard just to work on pleasure in one area of your life. So if you don't allow yourself pleasure, for example, like in the food and body department, then you don't have much experience. You know, it's going to be really hard to translate that then into the world of sex. And especially because that's so much more emotionally charged and there's just a lot of other things that could be potentially at play. So I went a little bit more on a tangent than I meant to, but the point is, is that, and, and maybe someone will come onto the show soon where I can, um, where I can coach someone through who's through that specifically. I know I've done that with some of my private clients, but obviously I'm not going to broadcast those conversations, but perhaps there'll be someone else in the future who will, you know, struggle with body image and I can really coach them through that, um, as it relates to sex. And then you can, you can really see the connection there, but just know that that could also be a big reason. And I think, you know, a lot of women struggle with body image and not allowing themselves pleasure. And so of course that's going to show up in the bedroom. So just one, one tool that you can use is focus on allowing yourself to experience sensual pleasure. Now, when I say sensual, I don't mean sexual. Okay. So sexual is going to be more of like the triggered area, which you'll get to, but you have to like go there and baby steps. It's not necessarily the first place you're going to hang out in when you're trying to experience pleasure. Um, but some things you can do to experience sensual pleasure is think of the senses. So you've got your, you've got your nose, you've got smell, you've got, you've got hearing, you've got sight, you've got taste, you've got the skin. So like like touch. So that can look like self-massage. It can look like baths. It can look like allowing yourself to eat that piece of chocolate cake. It could be putting some essential oils in a diffuser and allowing yourself to really just, just really enjoy that smell and really sit with it. It can be listening to a beautiful piece of music. It could be going outside and laying on the grass and feeling the grass on your skin, seeing the clouds in the sky, hearing the wind and the trees and the leaves ruffle and like just, again, allowing your body to really 
feel pleasure and sensual pleasure and let your, let your body see what's going on and feel what's going on and really getting out of your head to experience that. And then when you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily just like you do this and then you do that, but eventually over time that allows you to build up to allowing yourself to feel pleasure in places or in, in areas of your life that feel more vulnerable, particularly sex and physical intimacy. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I would love to know what you think over on Instagram. So if you have any questions around sex and pleasure, then let me know. Come over on Instagram. I mean, of course, you can comment on any of my photos, but you can also send me a direct message so it's private so that only I can see it. And maybe I will do a future episode or perhaps I'll have Kit back on the show to deep dive into a particular topic as it relates to sex and relationships, because I know there's probably a lot of questions, maybe questions you're too embarrassed to ask your friends or your doctor or whatever about. And I would love to, yeah, I would love to support you. And I'd love to answer these questions. And of course, I'd always love feedback on the coaching conversations. We've got a lot more coming your way. So let me know if you like them and what you want more of and less of. My Instagram handle is Veronica E. Grant. So come over and find me. Send me a direct message so I can connect. I do respond. It takes me sometimes a day or two to get back, but I do respond to every direct message I get. So come on over and let me know what you think of this episode. And I will see you here on the podcast next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.